Yes, hello to whoever is listening. I didn't want to say uh, good morning. It's 10 to 4 a.m. here in South Africa. And so that's why I don't want to say good morning because maybe someone would be listening to it in the evening somewhere in the world. So I can't assume that if I say good morning, you would be listening to it in the morning. So that's why I just say hello. So if I say hello, I'm not meaning any disrespect to you. Because the Bible says, honor all men and all women. So I'm full of joy as I am making this podcast. It is my prayer time in the morning at 3 a.m. Yeah. So whilst I'm in prayer, I'm reflecting and I'm meditating and I'm looking back over my life and thinking of the goodness of God and how God has worked in my life. And I just remembered something and it came to me the words of the song that says, God holds the future. He's got a plan. There's no need to worry. It's all in His hand. And the reason these uh, words came to me was because one day I was invited to speak to a, a group of people. Now these people are what we would call super spiritual. It means these people are on a very high level spiritually. So they asked me to minister to them. It would be on a Saturday afternoon. And now you can imagine super spiritual people will want a man to minister on a super high level. It means that the person who's going to minister to them must be in the spirit, must be anointed must be fervent. So I prepared myself in prayer. I spent about three hours in prayer, first bringing my own life before the Lord to ask God to search me, to see if there isn't anything in me that may hinder the flow of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And so I interceded for this meeting. I prayed and I wrestled with God and asked God to shape me and craft me and give me a message and, and let me be full of the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, so that when I take the podium or take the mic, that I'm fervent and that I may bring a message. As the Word of God says, when somebody speaks, he must speak the oracles of God and he must minister out of the power that God gives. So I prayed for three hours and then that meeting was about two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And the morning I was all fired up. I was full of joy. I was confident. I had this boldness in me and I had a message. I was fearless. I felt that I'm, I'm prepared. I'm equipped. I'm anointed. I'm spirited. I'm energized, I'm vibrant, I'm sound-minded. 
That's how I, I knew I was and I felt I was. It's not presumption. It, it, it is faith in what God says. Because all those words that I said about faith and boldness and all, it's all embodied in the one word salvation. The word for salvation in uh, Greek is sozo. Now, he says today salvation has come to this household. The, the day you receive the Lord as your personal Savior into your heart, then you are saved. You receive salvation. You receive sozo. And, and if you unpack the word sozo, sozo means to be spirited to be energized, to be sound-minded, to be healthy, to be prosperous, to be successful, to be victorious, to be dynamic and vibrant. So that's all housed in that one word, salvation, which is in Greek, sozo. So getting back to the message, I was all fired up that morning. And as I said on a previous uh, podcast, I actually do missionary work. So it means I don't work for a boss. I live by faith. I don't get the income, um, sort of. And I also don't take up offerings wherever I preach. If I preach in a church or I preach in a campaign or in a tent meeting, I don't take up offerings. I live by faith. I pray to God, Lord, supply my need. And, and God has supplied my need for many years. Praise the Lord. So I'm not judging anyone who take up offering. I'm not judging anyone who take up the tithes because the Bible speaks about the tithes and, and the offerings. I'm not judging them, but I'm just saying uh, the reason I'm mentioning this because I'm going to tell you now that I had a landlord or a landlady. It means that I'm not always living in my own home due to traveling from place to place. I live in different locations, in different homes. So at this point in time, when I was preparing for the meeting on Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock, the morning about 10 o'clock, the landlord attacked me verbally. For no reason at all. <laughs> Maybe I should have said to him, Mr. Landlord, it's not Friday the 13th. <laughs> Why are you going on like this? But he really hurt me. He hurt me with his verbal attacks. And, and I did nothing wrong. And I was so disturbed and my joy was taken away. And I fell down. I spent three hours in prayer to build myself up to that level where I would be bold and full of joy and confidence and spirited and energized. But that man, uh, he took away that joy and that boldness within a minute. So that's why they say you get takeaway Christians too. It means people who take away your joy. <laughs> but nevertheless, so when I, when I felt so down that I felt now I'm not ready to go and minister. How can I go and minister, take the podium or take the mic with a sad face, with sadness in my heart? 
with a downhearted spirit. And I thought to myself, the only way to get back to that level where I was is to spend another three hours in prayer. Praise the Lord. But do you know what? As I prepared myself to go into prayer for another three hours, to get back on par again, to get spirited and fired up again, God said to me, look here, go to the man and, and say to him that you love him and give him a hug. I said, Lord, but this man hurt me now. The Lord said, no, go to the man and say to him you love him and give him a hug. And so I went to the man and I said, Mr. Landlord, I love you. And I gave him a hug. Then the Lord said to me, phone another brother and read a portion of the scripture. Read a portion of scripture out of your Bible for that man that you're going to phone now. So I phoned the man and I said to him, I would like to read something for you out of the Bible. And as I read that portion to him, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and God baptized me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And I was back on par again. I was spirited again, energized again, again fervent in spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, confident again, full of joy and, and had great liberty. Wow, I was so blessed. So what happened? This is what happened. I obeyed God what he told me to do. I had my way or my plan to go and pray three hours. But God holds the future. He's got a plan. There's no need to worry. It's all in his hand. But God said, go and love the man. Forgive him. Tell him you love him and hug him. So it means I forgave the man. So I obeyed God. Hallelujah. Then I obeyed God by phoning the other man and reading to him the portion. That's why God blessed me. Because the moment you obey God, these blessings come upon you. It is recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 1 to 12, maybe 13 included. He says, if you obey God, these blessings will come upon you. So as I obeyed God by going to the man and forgiving him and telling him I loved him and hugging him, and then I obeyed God again by phoning the other man in spite of how I felt and reading the scripture for the other man, then the moment I obeyed God, when you obey God, these blessings are released into your life. When you obey God, there's an impartation to you, an impartation of potential to succeed. When you obey God, there's an impartation of health and healing. When you obey God, there's an impartation of peace and joy. When you obey God, there's an impartation of prosperity and success and victory and boldness and liberty. Glory to God. So that's why the moment I, it didn't take me three hours to get back on par. It just took me obedience, to be obedient to God. So 
Somebody said, maybe you are listening, maybe you're a pastor or an evangelist, or a bishop, an apostle, a believer, maybe you're a, a, a musician, godly musician, maybe you're a child of God or a Christian, maybe you're born again, maybe you're backslidden, maybe you're cold, maybe you fell by the wayside, or maybe you are, you are serving God in the right way, you are doing everything right, you're not living in sin, but you don't feel His presence anymore when you pray. You don't feel the anointing anymore when you sing. You feel as if God has left you. But do you know what? There's a saying that says, He will show you whom to forgive to get your anointing back. So oftentimes, maybe you are living in unforgiveness. Maybe you are bearing a grudge to someone who has offended you. Maybe you're keeping a record of the wrongs of people, what they did to you. But friend, God will show you whom to forgive to get your anointing back. So the bottom line of this which I shared is that sometimes when we're in a situation, we think out plans and ideas and ways of getting out of that situation. But God holds the future, He's got a plan. My way of getting out of that situation was to pray for three hours. Prayer is important. The Bible says pray without ceasing, continue in prayer, watch in prayer with thanksgiving. It, it, there's nothing wrong in playing, praying long, but the, you need to pray with wisdom. Jesus, when he was amongst the ordinary people, he prayed a short prayer. When he was with the disciples, he prayed a bit longer. But when he was alone, he prayed the whole night through. So when you are with people who are not believers or carnal people or ordinary people, you pray a short prayer in their presence. When you are with your fellow believers, then you can pray a little bit longer. But when you are alone, then you can pray the whole night through. Amen. So... What is the gist of the matter here? The gist of the matter here is, God says, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. So my thought was to pray three hours to get back on par. But God said, no, I want you to obey me. I want you to forgive that man and show love to him. I want you to obey me by encouraging someone telephonically by reading a scripture for that person. So obedience, when you obey God, you are working with God. When you disobey God, you are working against God. When you obey God, you are simplifying your life. <laughs> obedience simplifies your life. When you disobey God, you complicate your life. Even disobeying the Lord, disobeying the rules of the road, any form of disobedience complicates your life, my friend. So this is a beautiful thought I remembered, and I thought this is worth sharing. That's why I, I stopped my prayer, and I came uh, to do this, um, this recording, this podcast, so that someone may be, uh, may be blessed. Someone, maybe you may find something in here that will help you. 
then as I came to do the podcast, I remembered another time also, I uh, could do arc welding. And I used to do uh, make gates and burglar bars. And I, I built a, a trailer also once with the welding, the arc welding. And then I had a desire to do MIG welding. MIG welding, yeah. And then, but because I'm, I'm a missionary and do mission work, I don't earn a salary. I don't get have an income. I live by faith. I didn't have the money to go and do a course. Maybe to go to a, a technicon or a college, I do a course in MIG welding. So I'm thinking to myself, the only, there's only two ways I can do, learn to do MIG welding. The one is to do a course at a college or technicon for which I didn't have the money. And the other one is to maybe go and get a job at a factory engineering firm and then ask the guys to teach me there. So this was my two plans. These are the two ways I, I thought out. This is the only way I can get uh, the skill. But do you know what? I prayed to God and I said, Lord, make a way for me to do MIG welding. So one day a man phoned me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Yim said, he will open up the door where you never knew was there. He will show you many things you knew not how. Then we... I've got a network which is called the Heatwave Connection. In the network, we have our own jargon, uh, which we call heat speak, and we have a saying that says, every person you meet is an answer to a problem, and you've already met all the people you need. And the scripture also says, before you call, ye, God will answer. It means he will send people into your life that by the time you need those people, that kind of person with that skill or ability, then you've already met the person. And so it happened that somebody I met a while back, he phoned me. He said to me, my name is Henry, but my pet name is Henny. He said, Henny, I bought a MIG welder. Now he's a businessman. He lives in a three-story house, not a double-story, a three-story house. He's a businessman. He said, Henny, I bought a MIG welder. I want you to operate it. His name was Michael. I said, Michael, you know I can't do MIG welding. I can only do arc welding. He said, no, I'm going to send someone to fetch you by car and take you to a man who's going to teach you to do MIG welding. And he sent the man, and the man took me to the person who's going to teach me, and he taught me how to do MIG welding. And then Michael asked me to make burglar bars and gates for him. And they have these walls with the pillars and to make fencing inside of a beautiful fencing like balustrades inside of the walls. And then I earn money too. So the fact that I earn money, the man himself taught me, had someone teach me. I learned that skill. 
And then he gave me a job to work for him and I earn money. So that's also Ephesians 3.20. Unto him, unto God is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what you can think or pray. So God not only made a way for me. Again, I had two ways of, of attaining that goal. I thought out two plans. But God, the hymn said, God holds the future, he's got a plan. So God had a plan, which I didn't think of. And his plan was to send someone to me to teach me because that man had a need to have these gates done for him. So we also have another saying that says, one person's need meets another person's need. So that man's need for burglar bars and gates to be done at his home met my need to learn MIG welding. May the Lord bless you. Isn't it good to know the Lord? Trust in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and you will grant you the desires of your heart. How do you delight yourself in the Lord? You delight yourself in the Lord by singing gospel hymns and speaking to others with gospel hymns. You delight yourself in the Lord by reading the Bible, meditating, reflecting on the word. You delight yourself in the Lord by worshiping Him, praising Him, praying to Him, thanking Him, and loving for Him, and doing that which pleases Him. And this is what He said. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God above all. And the next greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.